Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. It looks like we might be getting on the right track. Maybe not, maybe. I'll explain that in a second. We have an Obama sighting. It's a miracle. And finally, speaking of rare sightings, did I just find a new dinosaur? All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Look. Leadership matters. That's why you turn on the TV every single night on the 1st and tune in to I'm Right at 8 o'clock. That's why. Because you know I'm here to lead the masses through whatever carnage we have going on right now in the country. I like to consider myself your mentor, really. <laughs> All right. All right. Seriously. Donald Trump is talking about starting up the economy again. He's talking about pushing forward. He's talking about working with the governors to start it again. Now, it's good and it's bad. Yes, I am glad the national conversation is shifting finally, finally. And I love the fact that he's leading on this. I love the fact that he's working with governors on this because that's what he has to do. I mean, no matter what Trump says 
or doesn't say. He doesn't have the authority to point to governors and say, you have to do this with your state and you have to do that with your state. And he shouldn't have that authority. He shouldn't. Much as I like Trump, we want each and every state to be, you know, in charge of their own. That's kind of what we were supposed to be as a nation. So I'm glad he's just going to work with them. Here's what he had to say. The plans to reopen the country are close to being finalized, and we will soon be sharing details and new guidelines with everybody. I will be speaking to all 50 governors very shortly, and I will then be authorizing each individual governor of each individual state to implement a reopening and a very powerful reopening plan of their state at a time and in a manner as most appropriate. The day will be very close because certain states, as you know, are in much different uh, condition and in a much different place than other states. It's going to be very, very close, maybe even before the date of May 1st. So that will be for some states. Actually, there are over 20 that are in extremely good shape. And we think we're going to be able to get them open fairly quickly, and then others will follow. Okay, that was a lot of politicians speak. I'm not insulting the man. That's just, that's what that was. And maybe by this date and hopefully this and looking strong, that's really how you have to talk when you're president of the United States, because here's the reality of it. Again, he doesn't have the authority to tell them what to do. He can provide guidance, and I'm glad it sounds like he plans on providing guidance. Donald Trump, politically, we're only talking politically now. We'll get back to what really matters in a second. But politically, He's now in a situation that is difficult. Let's just be honest about that. He's in a situation that's difficult. He made a decision, right or wrong, everybody knows my feelings about it. He made a decision to issue guidance to the nation about what they should do during this pandemic, how they should respond during this pandemic, and states went along with it. Don't call and yell and scream at me and email me, Jesse, you suck, you hate Trump. Dude, I love Donald Trump. I'm happy I voted for him, I'm gonna vote for him again. However, all these shutdowns you see right now, these governors who are absolutely going mad with power and they're locking down this and that idiot governor in Michigan, you can't even buy gardening seeds. Donald Trump paved that road. Donald Trump, as the leader of the nation, as the chief executive in the United States of America, he led and they followed. And are they taking it too far now? Places he would never have taken it? Of course they are. They're being ridiculous. And I'm sure he's sitting there in the White House thinking, oh gosh, these friggin' idiots. But nevertheless, here we are. So he paved that road. He opened that Pandora's box. I don't know if he can close it again. That's his political problem right now. What we have in the United States of America is a mental issue. And no, I'm not just talking about myself personally for once. We have a mental problem now because the president of the United States and the doctors and all every journalist and every, they have the public whipped up into this frenzy and there is a way of thinking now in the United States of America that says, I can stay home and be safe, or I can go out and potentially die of the virus. That is a bad way of thinking. Because even if you open up the country again, even if you could snap your fingers and you're Donald Trump, and boom, all 50 states are open, let's go back to business, baby. Everybody would go into Red Lobster tonight. How many would go? How many are still scared? How many, if offered that choice of stay home and be safe, go out and die from a virus, are going to go out? We have, as a nation, put it in everybody's mind that leaving your home is dangerous now. And it's going to take a long time, well, longer than May 1st, it's going to take a long time to jam all that toothpaste back in the tube. It doesn't just go right back in. That's going to be a tough slog. And now we have to deal with it. You see, he can issue all the guidelines he wants at the federal level. He can stand up there and say, well, I think all 50 states should open up. But each governor really should handle it their own way, which is what he's going to say on May 1st, assuming he makes that call. But the governors are going to make their own decisions. Speaking of which, 
let's say you're a Democrat governor. I'm not going to point any fingers or name any names, <coughs> Ralph Northam. But let's say you're a Democrat governor right now. Let's say politically you're fairly safe because the politics, the, the people aren't screaming at you to reopen the economy. Some are, sure, but mostly they're scared to death. So you're somebody like <coughs> Ralph Northam. What motivation do you have to open your economy? Why would he do it? He, one, is still getting a paycheck. Two, knows he's still going to get reelected because the people are scared enough. Enough people are scared enough and want to stay home. And three, Ralph Northam is not going to be held accountable for his economy. If he thinks he's going to get reelected, he thinks it's going to hurt Donald Trump. What has been the major thing Democrats have worried about, and rightfully so, when it comes to Donald Trump and him getting reelected? The economy. People love him, people hate him, scream about this, scream about that, Iran, China, he's too rude, whatever you want to say. The economic numbers were bulletproof. There was no way to talk around them. The truth of the matter is, Trump did turn out to be like the greatest jobs president ever, which he claimed he was going to be, which I used to laugh at him about, by the way. I used to hear him say that and think, oh gosh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I was wrong. But now he doesn't have that. Right or wrong. Fair or not, I'm not laying that at his doorstep. Obviously, you had a pandemic. He made a decision, a very tough decision. But now we have what we have. So if you're a Democrat governor of a Democrat state, and you think you're going to walk to re-election anyway, which, I mean, let's be honest, most of these Democrats will. They're in blue states. What's your rush? Just because Donald Trump tells you to open up the economy, what do you think they're going to do? And remember this. Because I'm going to play this back for you when I turn out to be right. Donald Trump is about to tell all 50 states, open up again. We're back to business. And there are going to be Democrat governors who run right to the podium. They probably already have their speeches written. This is unsafe, Mr. President. This will cost lives. We won't do that here in the state of Virginia. We actually care about people here. And they're going to continue to carpet bomb their own economies because they believe it hurts Donald Trump. It's just simply a political reality. And politics is a contact sport. Puts Donald Trump in a tough situation from now until November. Speaking of tough situation, we all should be getting our Trump checks soon. Hopefully, maybe. I guess some people have gotten them. Not many. Not the best look in the world when you made everybody shut down for a month? Anyway, here's the Treasury spokeswoman. Quote, economic impact payment checks are scheduled to go out on time and exactly as planned. There is absolutely no delay whatsoever. In fact, we expect the first checks to be in the mail early next week, which is well in advance of when the first checks went out in 2008 and well in advance of the initial estimates. I understand they have to say that. I understand the media is playing up this delay big time because they think it hurts Trump. You know, I don't do that. I don't have that kind of agenda here on this show. I will tell you this. It's not a great look. Things take time. It's the federal government. Maybe this is. In fact, it probably is as fast as they could possibly do it. It's not a great look. When people are starving, when people are waiting in food banks, when people are desperate, it shouldn't take a month. It shouldn't take two or three weeks to figure out a way to get that done faster. It's the government, though. Government runs like government runs. All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, you know what else makes you uncomfortable? Sleeping like crap. It's horrible, isn't it? There's nothing worse. I go through the same thing sometimes. I lay down at night and, oh, man, it's time to go to sleep. Oh, wait, what about this bill? What about that? I have to remember to talk about this on my show tomorrow. Oh, did, I, did my son do his algebra homework? All these other things go through your mind, and that's what it is, isn't it? It's your mind that won't turn off. You, sit, you lay down, and it just starts churning. And so what do you think about doing? We all do the same thing. Uh, I wonder if we have any uh, sleeping pills, or is there any NyQuil? Stop doing that. Stop doing that to your body. Stop doing that to your liver. You don't have to be popping pills. You need Ebb Sleep, E-B-B Sleep. And if you go to tryebb.com slash jesse, again, that's tryebb.com slash jesse, check out what they have, 
Use the promo code JESSE. You get $25 off your ebb sleep. What it is, is it's a device you put on your head and it keeps your forehead area cool to make sure that brain of yours slows down and you go to sleep. You go to sleep faster, you sleep a whole lot better. Tryeb.com slash Jesse. Use the promo code Jesse. Start sleeping like a baby. Well, it looks like we are finally getting some sanity going on in this world, and people are taking China seriously. People are taking China's lackeys seriously. And obviously, one of the worst actors now that we're seeing on the world stage has been the World Health Organization. And let's not forget about this. The World Health Organization appears to be working for China, best buddies with China, brothers with China. We are their biggest funder. We, the United States of America. And yet, when the United States of America banned travel from China, the World Health Organization publicly opposed it? Oh, yeah, it turns out that was the exact right move, and they were wrong. And the more we dig into this, the more we find out they're doing what China tells them to do. Well, thankfully, we have President Trump there. He had this to say. Today, I'm instructing my administration to halt funding of the World Health Organization while a review is conducted to assess the world health organization's role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. Everybody knows what's going on there. American taxpayers provide between $400 million and $500 million per year to the WHO. In contrast, China contributes roughly $40 million a year and even less. As the organization's leading sponsor, the United States has a duty to insist on full accountability. Good for Donald Trump. Good for us as a nation. But you know, something weird came out of all this. We know the World Health Organization apparently does what China tells them to do. We know China is a bad actor, covering up everything as as much as humanly possible. I'm happy Donald Trump is, is putting a stop to all this. Yay, we got some good news. This is all good, right? The EU. Why is the EU upset with us? If I may, aren't you sick of the EU? Aren't you sick of the European Union stepping up every time Moneybags United States stops writing those checks? Whining. Every time, that's all they do is whine. Look, y'all are going to have to pay for your own socialism at some point in time. And look, that's what all this is. Ever since World War II, when we realigned the world, we've essentially taken over all the security spending for so many of these nations. And look, they get mad when the checks stop coming, just like a spoiled little brat that's been had everything handed to him their entire life. And all of a sudden, daddy stops sending the checks. How do they react? They lash out. They're furious. Guess what? If you're not happy, EU, shove it up your rear end. Fund them yourself. They, of course, had to come out with a public statement, these freaking people. Representative for the EU for Foreign Affairs said, quote, deeply regret the U.S. decision to suspend funding to the World Health Organization. There's no reason justifying this move at the moment when their efforts are needed more than ever to help contain and mitigate the coronavirus pandemic. Only by joining forces can we overcome this crisis that knows no borders. Once again, completely missing the point on purpose. Rest assured, it is on purpose. They're missing the point. The World Health Organization is not a world health organization if you're going to run cover for for China after China produced a disease that's killing people, that's slaughtering the economy. You have to treat the disease and stay out of politics or if you're going to be repeating Chinese propaganda as they are, then suck it. Your money's not coming anymore. And if the EU's upset about that, then the EU can feel free to write all those checks of the euro, which I'm sure is about to collapse on its head. Kellyanne Conway, well, I like the way she put it. They're not a scapegoat. They're in charge of uh, coordinating infectious disease facts and figures, responses. We, the American people, the taxpayers who foot 
the bill for WHO at the tune of $830 million plus over the last two years, at roughly 90% more than China paid. They paid 10% of that. In fact, Italy, India, France, and China combined pay about 10% of what the U.S. paid. They made a very political statement that when the president shut down China, travel from China, that was a very early, bold action that saved many lives here. Um, but, you know, lying about it and not being transparent, let's at least hit pause and investigate that. Uh, nobody's scapegoating them. We're asking them why they didn't do their job. They had one job, and it looks like they didn't do it. That's right. You had one job. And like that famous scene from the great movie Office Space, what would you say you do here? I'm all ears. And speaking of covering up for China, this is from the Washington Post of all places. Quote, U.S. embassy officials visited a Chinese research facility in the city of Wuhan several times and sent two official warnings back to, the wa back to Washington about inadequate safety at the lab, which was conducting risky studies on coronaviruses from bats. The bioweapons lab in Wuhan was conducting coronavirus studies on bats, and we were told this came from bat soup. I don't know what happened. I don't know where this thing came from. I don't pretend to know. I don't know that we'll ever know, especially when we're dealing with a communist regime like China, a secretive regime. But some of these things stink, right? I'm not the only one smelling that, am I? No, it's not just me. Something stinks here. We're going to talk to a great guest about that in just a second. Hang on. Joining me now is former GOP congressional candidate from California, Deanna Lorraine. Deanna, first of all, before we get into all the other nitty-gritty out there, Give me some guidance on what you think about Dr. Fauci. I believe everybody saw around the world what you had to say about him with your fire <laughs> Fauci hashtag that the president of the United States of America retweeted. Explain your thinking. I had no idea that was going to go that viral. It was literally the tweet heard around the world. It was on BBC. <laughs> it got <laughs> everything. All of a sudden, I woke up in the morning. It was like huge. So, you know... I have, I wanted to give Fauci the benefit of the doubt from the beginning, but I believe that Fauci is fishy, okay? I felt this for a little while now, and I think a lot of Americans have felt this. Number one, I don't feel like he truly has the best interests of Americans at heart. He, A, in January said that the, this, uh, the coronavirus was really nothing for Americans to be very concerned about, that it wasn't very serious. Then he all of a sudden said it was very, very serious um, and, you know, projected about 2 million deaths. Then all of a sudden now it's down to 60,000 projected deaths. So that's a really big difference in, uh, in statistics there. He back in February said, you know, we don't need to do anything, you know, no, no need for changing our lifestyle. We can still go on cruises, go to malls, et cetera. And now obviously we can't do anything without wearing a gas mask. So not only that, you know, the inconsistencies in numbers and the information he's been giving us, but we know that he also worked for the Obama administration. He worked for Clinton's. He has close ties to Bill Gates. And it seems like he doesn't really care about, you know, what this virus is because it's in a virus of the immune system. And I never hear him talking really about the immune system or how to naturally bolster our immune system so we don't get it or that we can recover quickly like President Trump is touting. You know, he just keeps seem to seem to tout the vaccine and even say that, you know, we should probably go on lockdown and continue this until a vaccine is created, which could be between six and 18 months, which is ridiculous. And anyone who has studied the immune system knows that a vaccine is not just the cure-all for this. There are a lot of other natural remedies, one of them being, you know, the hydroxychloroquine that has saved many lives uh, from President Trump's suggestion, luckily. And, you know, there's, there's just a couple of the reasons why I don't feel like he really has our best interests at heart, uh, why he seems to be undermining President Trump. And at the very least, if Trump doesn't fire Fauci, I, I ask for him to put some other experts on the job. I mean, 
Americans, we have put our lives and our trust and our uh, freedoms into the hands of one doctor, one man, okay? Why, are, you know, there really should be more doctors, more experts, more health experts in different, you know, experience in different uh, modalities, like Dr. Shiva, for instance, who is promoting more natural remedies to boost the immune system and not just tout a vaccine as the cure-all. Why aren't we having more of these opinions, second opinion, third opinions? Because, hey, we have lost our freedoms in the blink of an eye. We have gone on global house arrest in the blink of an eye. At the very least, we should question some of the things that the media and some of these experts are telling us. So that was my point. Deanna, isn't that Donald Trump's Achilles heel, though? And, and look, I, 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 like I told everybody, I voted for Trump last time. I'm going to enthusiastically vote for him again. But you cannot look at his hiring practices, at least since he's been president, and you cannot look at the people he's surrounded himself with and come to any other conclusion of, this is a disaster. I mean, we had freaking Omarosa in the White House. And now we have, as you said, we have a doctor who believes for whatever reason there is only one specific way to go about this. We now have 20 million Americans unemployed. We're heading towards 30 or 40 million. And look, he's surrounding himself with maybe not the best people. Is that fair? Yeah, it is fair. You know, I typically trust Trump's instincts. I typically trust that he does have good instincts with, you know, keeping good people around him and knowing when to let go of people he's determined are shady or don't have our best interest at heart. And a lot of times it seems he has an ace up his sleeve where he keeps his friends close, but his enemies closer, so to speak. I mean, I know that's one of his strategies that he even, uh, he, he goes by a lot of the times. And I wonder if in this case, that is a strategy too, to, uh, you know, to, to get into the head of someone who has worked for these other administrations who he thinks may possibly be shady. And I can't speak for him. I don't want to speak for him. And I don't want to get in trouble by him for saying this, but he may be exposing this. He may be uh, using this as a way to expose some bad actors that needs to be cleansed, just like he's been exposing the who, just like he's been exposing the mainstream media, especially in the last few weeks, because they have been consistently lying to us and giving us disinformation. And I don't know about you, but I've seen a shift in tone in the last couple of days where it seems like uh, president is going all out fire and fury on the press at these press conferences. And he seems, you know, he's he's viciously calling out the WHO, cutting funding from them. He is uh, viciously calling out uh, reporters that are just continue to report on nonsense and ask questions that actually don't affect Americans. And it, I wonder, especially because he's now put another task force in place as of this week, I wonder if this is the direction he's now going to potentially expose some of these bad actors that have been giving us misinformation all along. And again, I'm only speculating. I'm not sure we're going to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but what are, I, I don't necessarily believe that Fauci has our best interests at heart. Whatever, whatever happened before, it is what it is. Where we are now, we know. What do we do mm -hmm. going forward? If you're President Trump, if you're these governors, what is the route forward? Because whether you like it or not, the American people were scared. They're scared of unemployment. They're still scared of the pandemic. They feel like they have to hide in their houses, but they still have to pay their bills. What is the appropriate route forward? Well, first of all, give us the truth. You know, if, if, the, pan, if the coronavirus is not as deadly as the, the experts originally said that it was, then tell us the truth because Americans are scared right now. You know, they're scared to walk out of their house without a gas mask on and afraid to socialize even with their families. So we're, we're scared and that fear might not be accurate. We have also seen a lot of, a lot of uh, inaccurate information, right? I mean, I also started the hashtag film your hospital, which again was just a way to say, to ask the question, are what they're presenting on TV with, with constant images and videos of morgues and freezers and dead bodies saying that the hospitals are war zones, um, when in fact we've seen countless reports of very empty hospitals and nurses and doctors being furloughed or laid off or asked to stay home, what is really the information? So number one, tell us the truth, start telling us the facts so we can hopefully get back to work and start getting back to our lives. And number two, really start getting uh, the country reopened as soon as possible and as safely as possible. And I think that is what he's doing. 
you know, we do need to get back to work. The Democrats are gleefully lapping all of this up. They're happy that the economy is crashing. Even Bill Maher and a lot of other Democrats have said that they would be happy if the economy crashed, that they could blame it on Trump. We have to ask who benefits from this? Who benefits from a vaccine, especially a mandatory vaccine, especially one that's promoted by Bill Gates? Who benefits from the economy crashing? Who benefits from mail-in voting? Those are typically things that are gonna benefit the left and not we the American people. Who benefits from our freedoms being impinged on? Um, not us, not Americans. So remove any bad actors if there are any. It's time to do it now. Expose any misinformation that has been going on. Um, treat the Americans that are sick with the coronavirus with the correct remedies. And I believe hydro, I'm just gonna say HQ, uh, I believe that appears to be working in many, many cases. And talk about also the rate of recovery like he did yesterday. You know, why do we always see the doom, gloom, death and destruction being promoted on the news, but never talking about the recovery? Because there are a lot more people that have recovered from it than have died from it. And that would give Americans a lot of hope too. And to know what is that pathway to recovery? Is it just a vaccine, which feels very hopeless? and distant, or is there something natural like hydroxychloroquine or vitamin C that we can recover from it quickly and restore hope again and get out of the state of fearlessness? But we definitely need Deanna to open Lorraine, up the country safely and quickly soon. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jesse. One of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. Coming up in just a second. Hang on. We have got a Barack Obama sighting. I know that's amazing, but okay. Obama comes out. I'll show you it in a second. He endorses Joe Biden. Hasn't this whole Obama-Biden thing been weird? Am I the only one seeing the fact that this is weird? He waits until everybody else leaves the race to endorse Joe Biden? Why? It's bizarre. Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president for eight years, and I understand the two are not exactly close. And you have Obama, who's this ruthlessly ambitious politician and celebrity and all these other things. And he's kind of stuck with this bumbling moron, Joe Biden, for eight years who can't get out of sentence without saying something stupid. And yes, Obama, I'm sure, was frustrated with him and is frustrated with him and all that kind of sucks. But it doesn't hurt Obama at all. Had he endorsed Joe Biden early, it wouldn't have hurt Obama even one little bit. Why? And Joe, oh, Barack Obama had all the cover in the world to say, look, I don't care that you're mad. I like all the candidates. Everything's going to be just fine. But the truth of the matter is this, Joe Biden's my guy. Nobody would have held that against Obama. Endorsements are always handed out, you know, kind of risky. You always have to weigh the risk on handing out an endorsement. All politicians do. Is this wing nut going to say something crazy after I endorse him? There was zero risk in this. And yet Barack Obama even waited until that commie old fool Bernie Sanders left before he could endorse Joe Biden. Think about that. Barack Obama did not record this video until even Bernie was gone. I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for president of the United States. Choosing Joe to be my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made. And he became a close friend. And I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. Yeah. Yeah, you two must have been tight. <laughs> Gosh, sell that somewhere else. Politics is so transparent. Right when the endorsement doesn't matter anymore, that's when Barack Obama rolls out there. Speaking of doesn't matter anymore, by the way, we have another long-lost candidate from the reservation coming out with an endorsement. He grew up on the ragged edge of the middle class in Scranton. He committed to public service early in life and never stopped serving. And he's faced unspeakable tragedy with fortitude and grace. And these experiences animate the empathy he extends to Americans who are struggling, no matter what their story. Empathy matters. And in this moment of crisis, it is more important than ever that the next president restores Americans' faith in good, effective government. Joe Biden has spent nearly his entire life in public service. He knows that a government run with integrity, competence, and heart will save lives and save livelihoods.
And we can't afford to let Donald Trump continue to endanger the lives and livelihoods of every American. And that's why I'm proud to endorse Joe Biden as President of the United States. Oh, yes. Yes, that's the one that's going to move the meter for him. <laughs> New York Times thinks this Obama thing is a really big deal. Obama having a... He's going <laughs> to accelerate the end game. Obama's role in wrapping up the primary. Obama didn't have any role. He had no role whatsoever. And the, the media... Look... Obviously, the media has hurt themselves badly with their coverage of Donald Trump. Even people who hate Trump look at the media and think it's been awful. And their coverage during this coronavirus, it's been worse than awful. Media trust around the world, not just in America, has gone into the tank since this coronavirus thing has come out. But let's not forget, this began with Barack Obama. It wasn't just trashing Donald Trump every single day, no matter what he does, that hurt them. It was the worship of Barack Obama, their infatuation with this guy. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. So congratulations, Joe. You got the Obama endorsement after everyone else already left. <laughs> Gosh. All right, let's talk to Chad Prather. Hang on. <laughs> Joining me now... One of my favorite people in television, I'm sure you know him, the Chad Prather Show on Blaze TV. If you don't, you should find out about it, is Chad Prather. Chad, I think that's a really brilliant name you came up with for your show. That's masterful, man. You know what? He who tooteth not his own horn remains in a perpetual state of untootedness. And I figured the only thing that would work was my name, my face, my well, image. Vanity, it well, knows no bounds. You certainly delivered on that. All right, Chad. We've got a, a, a bit of a pickle here. I know you and I have already talked about that. We have a pandemic that is killing people. We also have an economy that is absolutely nosediving like a female pilot. I'm not sure exactly which direction we're supposed to go at this point in time, but I do know this. We cannot continue along this path. We have to start opening. Half the country's still scared to death. What does King for a day Chad Prather say we do? Well, I'll tell you, King, for a lifetime, I'm going to go with his advice, and that's Barry Sotero. When he came out in his grand endorsement of Joe Biden, he told us that he's the man for right now, that Joe Biden is the guy who can solve our problem, and he is going to take care of all of the most dangerous things in the world, from nuclear proliferation to climate change. So I'm sure that a guy who promised to cure cancer if elected We'll have no problem dealing with the COVID-19. So I'm going to go ahead and throw both balls into the boat uh, or the wheelbarrow and just put them in the Biden camp. I think Joe Biden is the answer. I think he's everything. He motivates me when I hear him speak. Uh, I feel a trickle <laughs> run down my leg. I'm the exact opposite of Chris Matthews in this situation. Uh, yes. I just pray. I look at Joe and I feel sorry for him and I wish that he could make it to the second sentence before he stumbles on it. And then I watched Bernie and Biden as they shared a, a close little moment live streaming from the nursing homes as Bernie and sold his soul to the devil again for probably a fourth house uh, and gave his endorsement to Joe Biden. I was like, these geriatrics don't even know how to turn the camera on, much less live stream. So I don't know that these guys have the answer. I just know that at some point in time, it's not up to the president, it's not up to the governors, it's up to we the people to decide that we're going to claim our liberty and go back to it. This is America, Amen. man. Uh, Amen. You can't force me to wear a mask or gloves. I'm just gonna be an American and that's what I'm gonna do. Freedom exists. I did love, I love the Obama endorsement of Joe Biden after everyone else drops out of the race, Obama steps up and then Biden talks about what a great moment this is. And it's like, Joe, you know who you are, buddy. You're the ugly chick at the bar at 2 a.m. after everybody else already went home and you get hit on. That doesn't mean you're something you're not. You're all that's yeah. left. And he rolls it out. And so you need to explain this to me. Why was Obama so averse to Biden? Now, I know Biden's an idiot. He was an idiot before his brain turned into scrambled yeah. eggs. But why was he that averse to Biden? Nobody would have batted an eye if Obama risked the political capital of endorsing the guy. He was his vice president for eight years. He had the ultimate out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have to endorse him. 
Yeah, I you know he could he could have just gone with it, said that's my guy, he's my buddy. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know, hey, what do you want to do today, Spike? That's kinda, I kind of see Joe Biden being the little dog dancing around with the big dog, and every now and then Obama just ah shut up, smacks him away. And so when I'm watching this thing, I'm reminded that Barack Obama never wanted to be a politician; he wanted to be a celebrity, and that's what all of his actions have proven. So it took him 12 minutes to come out and give his, uh, like I understand why the left hates Trump so much because I have the same visceral response when I see Barack Obama and his smug pompousness. I thought I was vain. I mean, this guy, the the sun and moon rises on him every day that he believes. It's ridiculous how he worships himself. But he wanted to come out and do his little attempt at eloquence and endorsing Joe Biden. And it's a joke. He had to wait until it was the last one. And, you know, Joe's going to wake up tomorrow like that girl at the bar thinking, I think he really loves me. No, no. No, he could care less. Uh, He's on to the next, Joe. And it's just no one's motivated by this guy as a candidate. Not a single person. And, 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 you know, look at Bernie. I mean, that's the biggest travesty of hypocrisy I've ever seen. This guy's sold his soul twice now. Here's a guy with 40 years of an ideology that he's proposed, and he's willing to give it up on an instant. Uh, And let's face it, the Bernie bros, they weren't going to go out and vote anyway. That was never going to happen. They haven't seen the sunshine in eight or nine years. They've been in mom's basement eating Totina's pizza pockets, and they don't even know what the world looks like uh, outside of World of Warcraft. So I look at this whole nonsense, this nightmarish nonsense that's going on, and I'm like, eh, who cares? Barack Obama, forget you, man. He's a thing of the past, and it doesn't matter what he says. Chad, I'm more worried than you are that Joe Biden's going to be president of the United States. Now, I know that sounds far-fetched, and look, I, I think the guy's obviously completely losing it, too. I genuinely think it's sad to listen to him talk. But this is not Donald Trump with the perfect economy and 3% unemployment. That's going to be a whole different ballgame come this November. And things change when, when unemployment looks like this, man. That's true. They do. Uh, you know, look, I'm the kind of guy who I don't care if I got to bathe myself in antibacterial stuff and get in a hazmat suit and put a thermometer up my butt. I'm going to vote. Like, you're not going to keep me from the polling place. I'm going to be there. Not everybody. Well, that's that Saturday way. night for me. I mean, basically basically it's like a wild party you know downtown uh i I just unfortunately people aren't that convinced and convicted on that i don't understand why um and i do have this element of fear about me with some of this stuff everything from mail-in ballots to the online stuff that there's so many opportunities for voter fraud as well and we know that there are folks out there they don't care if it was a dead deer in the middle of the road running against donald trump they're going to vote for that thing uh and joe biden in terms of his intellect and his mental capabilities and his firing synapses aren't very far away from that but people will vote for this guy and set him in there like a puppet because just as barack obama said in his endorsement i'm sure he'll put good people around him (laughs) That's their hopes and dreams right there, is that he'll do that because they're scared to death of him uh, on his own. So well, I brought I that know, up man, yesterday, so Chad. I, 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 I brought that up yesterday, that, that people around him thinking how weird this is that we've all, I mean, look, even you and I, I mean, people, we've all accepted the fact that Joe Biden's vice president and his advisors are like way more important than anyone else's have ever been. And isn't that in and of itself pretty weird that we've all just accepted? Well, I mean, his number two better be up to the job. What? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I've heard so many speculations and so many things that are out there. We'll just see. I, you know, if he's going to pick a female minority as a, as a VP running mate, which I imagine he probably will, because I don't think somebody like Chris Cuomo is going to do it. I think he angles on 24. I think a guy like Chris Cuomo is probably hoping that Joe Biden will run and lose. Who knows? I mean, at this stage in the game, I don't know what 2020 holds. Godzilla could come out of the ocean and kill us all. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me one single bit at this point. Um, but Joe Biden, I, it's just a weird thing, man. I'm watching this stuff, and I'm like, does no one have any backbone anymore? People don't. And you can say what you want about Donald Trump. The unemployment numbers right now, if things don't change, they're going to suck. I mean, they're going to make the Great Depression look like recess if something doesn't change very, very fast. And people have got to go back to work. People have got to get employed. And some of these jobs can't be had again. 
we've got to dig out of this thing because there's two different there's you know you got the stock market that's one thing and then you got the economy they're two very different things we got to deal with both of those and we'll just see because i don't know that america even if they lifted the deal let's say may 1st what does that look like on may 2nd do people just automatically go right back to what they always knew, knew before no absolutely not they don't that's just not the way it's going to be people are going to walk out into public with much trepidation the way they already have because they worship their lives so much that oh my god i might catch this thing or grandma might catch this thing and it's become so insane how people are worrying over something that just numerically and mathematically doesn't even factor in. But we've ruined the country for it. Well, and look, and we have this massive separation right now between these fancy elites, you know, who have all their all their paychecks and everything else, and those people like me who are just normal working stiffs. Hang on a second. Hey, Mitchell, would you mind giving me a new cup of coffee here? This is my personal <laughs> assistant. I just, uh, one cream, please, if you don't mind. Appreciate you. Anyway, working people like me, we don't have anywhere else to go. No, no. I, and, and I wish I was a syndicated radio host uh, just to get that extra bread. Yeah. But I mean, but I'm not scared. I drink Corona for breakfast. I really do. <laughs> I mean, I just I just keep it going at all times. This is I start about 11 a.m. Man, I uh, I'm going to need Jenny Craig. I would say Weight Watchers, but I hate Oprah. Uh, I, I'm going to need Jenny Craig and rehab when this whole deal's over with. I'll tell you, I, I've, I've been on the stock market. I've been investing in every distillery that's out there and publicly traded. Like, yeah, baby. Ch Chad Prather of the Chad Prather Show on Blaze TV. Make sure you tune in. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. Be good, man. Now, there's a virus out there. Maybe you've heard about it. And maybe you're worried about it. And I understand if you are. 23,000 Americans is a lot. And so, look, if you're worried about it, you can sit at home and stress yourself out, or you can actually do something about it. You see, they can say all they want about there's no vaccine. <clears throat> there's, no, uh, there's no cure for it. And that's true. But you realize there is something that are, that out there that can help you. It's right inside you. It's called your own immune system, the one God gave you. Maybe you could focus on giving it a little boost with Omega XL. Omega XL is a natural supplement that will give your immune system a little shot in the arm. So whether it be coronavirus or the common cold, your immune system is extra bulked up and ready to fight it. Go to OmegaXL.com slash Jesse. Again, that's OmegaXL.com slash Jesse. And on your first order, if you remember to go to slash Jesse, you will get a second bottle free after your first order. Again, OmegaXL.com slash Jesse. Stop worrying about your health. Start doing something about it. Well, every now and then, you know we just like to laugh, right? We need to laugh. I know what I'm about to show you is dumb. I laugh until I had tears coming out of my face. So, enjoy. Come do that again tomorrow. <laughs> Y'all keep your chin up. We'll be back. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. 
And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Shoes. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Shoes. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.